Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Real Estate Stories. I'm Wendy Forsyth, and I'm delighted to be your host for today's episode. I'm also very excited about our guest for today's episode. Kelsey Razier is a team leader here at Fathom, and I'm going to let you tell more about her real estate story, but I recently was able to meet Kelsey at our national team's think tank, and she literally stole the show up on stage, sharing with other team leaders across the country how she runs and manages her team and her team's value proposition. And, and she did such a great job, and, and she's doing such a great job as a team leader. I, I twisted her arm to come on the podcast and share with all of you her story. So Kelsey, welcome to Real Estate Stories. Thank you so much, Wendy. I am so honored and delighted to be here. So I, you didn't have to twist my arm too hard because I was really <laughs> excited to get to talk with you today. So thank you. Oh, well, it's it's our pleasure. We're so we're blessed to have you as part of Fathom. And, you know, I kind of teed it up in the opening, but but tell us your real estate story. When did you start in the business? What did that progression to a team leader look like? And and where are you at today? Yeah. Um, so my start to the business is kind of funny because um, you know, some kids when they were growing up, they wanted to be doctors or lawyers or policemen or teachers. And I always wanted to be a real estate broker. Um, so from a very young age, I kind of had my sight set on that career path. My uncle is a broker in Miami and in LA. And so oh, wow. it's a very glamorous life. And so growing up, I thought being a real estate agent was driving a Porsche, wearing Gucci shoes and looking at mansions, you know, I mean, what a dream job, right? So of course I wanted to, wanted to be a real estate agent. So really and truly that was, that was kind of my, my path for as long as I can remember. I, I love that. We don't often hear that, right? Because typically it's a second, third career. You sort of fell into it. So you thought it was going to be this, you know, glamorous uh, sort of thing. Um, what's it really like? No, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I figured out pretty quickly um, that, you know, this business is is dirtier than what a lot of people think. And, <laughs> Actually, as you know, Wendy, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you and I had every intention of waking up this morning and showering and doing my hair. And here I am in my workout clothes and a fathom hat. So it's, it's very much a rewarding and amazing career in its own right. Um, it is not the um, glamorous, easy um, cakewalk that I kind of thought it would be. However, um, like I said, it's still so rewarding to me every day and I'm, I'm blessed to do what I do. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's often different than what a lot of people think it's going to be, but definitely very rewarding. So take us through the timeline. When did you start in the business? When did you become a team leader? And, and tell us what market that you're in. Yes. So um, I work here in Midland, Texas. Um, Midland, Odessa is really our more of our demographic. Um, Odessa's Friday Night Lights. I feel mm -hmm. like every time I tell somebody I'm from this area, that's what they have to say. Um, <laughs> That, that is our area. I'm born and raised here. So this is really what I know best. Um, as far as my, my growth and progression, I was licensed whenever I was 19. Um, but I really started the business. I got into the business whenever I was 18, right out of high school. Um, and I've, I have hammered signs. I have 
team photos. I've done the marketing. Um, I've been a licensed assistant. Um, and then I, I had the opportunity to be a coach um, and work for a brokerage in that capacity. And I really realized um, that was where my passion was. I, I, I loved real estate and I was good at real estate. But when I really came to life was whenever I was talking with an agent or teaching a group of agents um, how to be better, how to do something differently that makes your life easier, your job more efficient. Um, so that's really where I realized that um, being a team leader was was kind of my calling. And, and really and truly, um, I, I hadn't thought that that's what I was going to do. You know, I, mm-hmm. I said I just wanted to be a real estate broker. So um, I had never thought about a team. And it really wasn't until I realized how much I enjoyed the education and the mm-hmm. training and the, the support side of it um, that I was like, I think I need to, I think I need to make a team. Um, and I pretty quickly had a following of, of mm-hmm. agents like, Oh, we'll be on your team, you know? And, um, it just all fell into place like it should. And, and I'm very thankful for that, but by no means did I get into this business thinking that I was going to be running a multi-million dollar team one day. Wow. Okay. Well, so tell us about your team today. How many members on your team? Um, tell us your team name, how you've branded the team, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So my team name is Rise Real Estate Group. Um, I have nine incredible agents um, and one incredible TC who supports us and and does all of our transaction coordinating. Um, I have to say that each and every single one of those people has grown me into the leader that I am. Um, I certainly didn't get here on my own. So I'm, I'm thankful for my team. And honestly, Wendy, I... I like the name or the the word group a little mm-hmm. bit more than team. Um, mm-hmm. Anything against the word team, but I just I like group because I see everyone that works in my group as an equal. Obviously, right. I by title I'm the leader. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all on a level playing field, and I, it's very important that my team knows that. You know, they know that I'm a very relative, easy person to talk to. Um, I'm not somebody that's up on a pedestal and, you know, you have mm-hmm. to spend all the time to meet with me kind of thing. I, I wanted, I wanted to be relatable to the people that I was growing. Um, and I, I feel like it's taken me a while to get there and even to realize that that was important to me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like every day, you know, you learn new things and you grow in, in different ways. And, and I'm happy to say that, that I feel like I'm, I'm where I'm at for a good reason. Uh, that that's great, and I think that just that nuance of team to group g- gives us a little insight into your culture of of your group. Um, so when when you think of that as a team leader, and and as you've progressed, uh, what is that value proposition when you're talking with an agent about joining your group and becoming a part of you know your your group? Now I'm trying not to say team, becoming yes. a part of your group. <laughs> no, that's so, okay. so what how, what is that conversation look like? How have you you know attracted you know nine people to to work um, alongside you? Yeah, I love that question, and I'll tell you my value proposition has certainly changed as I've evolved as a leader. Um, I I really kind of have more of um, an acronym for our value proposition, and it spells Rise. Um, R is relationships, I is integrity, S is sincerity, and E is extra mile. 
So for our clients, that really means that we deliver an authentic extra mile solution oriented approach to the real estate game. Um, that's more of the client facing side. Um, but I'll tell you, it's important too, that as I'm bringing on people to the group that they align with that, right? Mm -hmm. So that those are their values too, because if they have different values than what I have, we're not going to be a good fit, you know, and I don't, I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste my time either. So it's really important as a leader um, to have that specific set of values outlined um, because, you know, you are who you attract. And so right. I, can, I can truly say that the people that I've attracted to my team are the people who stand for the same things that I stand for. Um, and I'm not I'm, by no means am I telling you, you know, that I've done it right from the very beginning because I've learned a lot of a lot of lessons from mistakes that I've made. Um, and one of those mistakes is just letting anyone and everyone come onto the team. You know, mm -hmm. whenever you're a brand new team leader, you're so excited whenever like <laughs> says, oh, well, I'd like to, you know, know more about your team. You you want to figure out how to bring them on, you know, because mm -hmm. you're just so excited to have the least bit of interest. And that's just not the approach, you know, you, you really should take the time, even as a brand new team leader, that's just hungry to grow your team. Don't just bring them on because they're interested, really take mm -hmm. the time to make sure that your values align and find out what they want and see if that's something that your value proposition provides, because right. if it doesn't, you'll never make it. So I think, I think that the value proposition is important in our business, but it's, even more important in attracting and growing the team. Yeah, well, well said. And, um, you know, it's clear that that you've given that a lot of thought. And as you said, it evolves as you evolve as a team leader and as sort of the business evolves. I think the other side of the business, you know, that you need to think of for those that might be listening or watching who either are team leaders or thinking of starting a team is kind of the operational side of what does it mean now to have a group of people under your leadership that are looking at you differently as a business leader than what you've ever had responsibility for as a solo agent. So how did you approach that side of the business as you've evolved and grown your group? Yeah. So honestly, Wendy, that could be a, a podcast in of itself, right? <laughs> There's so much said to the operational side of the business. Um, I'll tell you, as far as my systems go, I, I keep it simple. So if there's mm -hmm. one word, I guess I could say, as far as what my approach has been to my systems is simplicity. Um, I don't think that you need fancy software to be effective. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I just don't mm -hmm. think that you have to have that. Especially when you're a young team leader, you probably don't have a whole lot of money to dump into, you know, whatever system it is that other teams are using. So keep it simple. Um, you and I have talked about this before, but I really utilize the Google suite. Pretty much mm -hmm. every single one of my systems comes from the tools in Google suite. And it's a very inexpensive thing for me to do. It's a very easy thing for the team. And I, you know, we all can kind of stay on the same page with that. Um, and it costs me literally less than $150 a month to run everything through that system. So it's not anything crazy or, or complicated. It's just simple. And at the end of the day, I know for me, that's what's sustainable. 
And I have found with a lot of other people, you know, they're that way too. They, they can kind yeah. of be intimidated by something that's big or intricate. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. So simplicity has been my approach to, to my systems. Yeah. And, and that is key. I think that a, a part of that, so software and technology aside, part of what, you know, you've done really well that, that I see team leaders do well, like great team leaders, successful team leaders do well, is you've documented everything from the operational side of your team. Like just like how to do an open house, what to do to do when you get a new listing, what to do when you go on a listing appointment, what to do like getting ready for closing, what to do after the sale. And I think that operational side doesn't have to be complicated with software, but it's gotta be documented. Absolutely. And you know, Wendy, that makes my job easier too. Um, mm -hmm. I always want to train my agents to find the answer as opposed right. to just coming to me. Not that they can't come to me. Obviously they can, but if I'm in a closing and you need something right away, I want you to be able to find the answer. So mm -hmm. all of those things that I've outlined, um, it really it empowers them to be able to figure it out on their own as opposed to growing dependent on me. Um, but yeah, yeah I, once I had all those things in place, my phone calls decreased significantly because people could find their own answers, you know? That's right. And, and then you still, you're providing great support, but it, it's also giving them autonomy, which you know, we talk about um, like when we're talking coaching or mentoring with team leaders, we'll talk about sort of two elements, which are really the conversation you and I are having here is what's on my value proposition, um, you know, to my team members. And then what is the operational side that I bring to them for their day to day to set them up to be successful? And, you know, if you're thinking of running a team or if you're a team leader sort of reevaluating you know, your team, those are the two big buckets that you need to be, you know, thinking about and making sure that you, you are really crystal clear on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, sort of um, advice or doing things differently. So from your perspective, like for those that might be listening that are currently team leaders and are maybe struggling with attracting agents to their team or just not sort of hitting the stride that they want in their team, what advice do you, would you give to those folks? Oh, another good question. Um, you know, Wendy, you said something, the, the word attract. I love the word attract because that's what it is. And I feel like that is the key to really growing and running a successful team is being who you are, mm -hmm. right? So in the beginning, I wanted to have the answer to everything for everyone, right? That's just what I wanted to do because I felt like that was going to make everybody happy and I was going to grow the team faster that way. And that's just, it's not the case. I can't be the answer to everything for everyone all the time. And so I really kind of zoned in on who I am as a person, where my passion is and what I can provide, right? And so for me, my passion is education and training. Um, I I call myself a really good teacher. I think I'm really good at teaching. I'm really good at training. I'm really good at supporting people in their growth. So that is that is what I provide, right? What I have found is when I deviate from that, um, that's whenever I I don't necessarily hit my stride, right? So I would I would encourage other team leaders to really dig into who you are and where your passion is, and and stay in that. Right. Mm -hmm. find, find other people for the other moving parts, 
but find what your passion is and figure out who you are. And you just, when, whenever you're genuine and whenever you're authentic to your true self, you attract the right people. Um, so yeah. that's why that word attract is because you don't attract people when, when you're not being genuine, people pick up on that. Right. So as long as you are true to who you are, you will attract the right people period Yeah, with everything in my heart. Yeah, it, for sure. And you know what I love about our conversation so far about being a team leader is you haven't said the word leads once in this conversation. And, and so often I think we confuse being a team leader with being somebody that gives leads to people. Um, you know, typically people on our team and, and that is not your approach at all. And, and I wanna like flush that out of the conversation because I think as team leaders, we gotta get away from that. That like, like my job is to just give leads to agents. Right, yes, amen, absolutely. Um, yeah, anybody on my team knows that um, in my team agreement, it very clearly states don't don't join my team because you think I'm going to feed you. You know, maybe here and there I'll send out a lead, but it will be a surprise to you. Um, I fully believe what is given can be taken away. And mm -hmm. I don't want the people on my team to to depend on me for business. I want to teach them how to create their own and nurture their own and grow their own. Um, I feel like that is is far more sustainable for their own success than me just sending them leads. So that's not something that I do. I'm not saying by any means that that's wrong of other team leaders to do that to each their own, right? So yeah. you're right. That's that's not something that I do. Yeah, it goes back to understanding your value proposition and attracting people that believe in that value proposition and want to be part of that. And, and that continues on then to the service you provide to buyers and sellers as a group. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Well, great. This is great insight. Uh, I love listening to just how you think through things. And, and I'm sure our listeners can tell that like you, you have a lot of passion for what you do and you give a lot to, to everyone around you. So that um, just speaks volumes about who you are. Um, as we were prepping for the show, one of the questions I asked you was like, if you had a mixed tape of like three of your favorite songs, what would they be? And and I love asking our guests this question because I think it gives us such interesting insight into more the personal side of, yeah. of kind of who you are. So for you, what were your three songs? Yeah, Wendy, this was my hardest question. All the <laughs> questions you sent me, this was the hardest one. It took me the longest to come up with my answer. Um, but I'm really happy with the answer I came up with. So All right. First one is obviously I'm a West Texas girl, so I love some country music. My first one is Follow Your Arrow by Casey Musgraves. Um, and she just sings about how there's all kinds of different ways to, to see things and everybody has their own opinion of what's right and wrong. At the end of the day, follow your arrow. Figure out what you think is right. Figure out how you want to grow, where, what direction you want to go in and go. You know, don't don't listen to the other people. Of course, you know listen to opinions that you want to listen to, but at the end of the day, it's up to you grow in the direction you want to go. So love that right. one. Um, love that. Second one um, is a little old school, um, but okay. I am old. So my dad would be very proud of me by saying this, but um, here comes the sun by the Beatles. I think it's just, Aww. I know it's a really yeah. uplifting song that mm -hmm. I can put on and it can just like 
put me in a good mood, you know, no matter how dark your days get, the sun is right around the corner. So I love, love that one. Um, and then my third one um, is a song, Not I don't, I'm not really sure it's super popular, but it's called Rise Up by Andra Day. Um, mm-hmm. And it just talks about how, or she sings about how we all have struggles. You know, we all have tough days. Um, and at the end of the day, you rise up day after day after day you find your voice and you move mountains. So it's just a really inspirational song. Again, you know, one that you can put on when you're feeling down and, you know, you just feel 10 times better. So uh, that's great. Three. Well, that they then those so align with who you are at, at your core. So I love that answer so much. And thank you for, for sharing those with us. And thank you for being a guest on the podcast and telling us a little bit more about your real estate story. We, uh, we love hearing it and you're doing such an amazing job that uh, it's really a pleasure to have you as part of the Fathom family. Thank you so much, Wendy. I feel that and I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening in and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever your podcast channel of choice is. We'll talk to you next time.